This is Mouth Media Network. Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. I had a successful career, an Ivy League education, and led a very rational life. Several years ago, I had a spiritual awakening, developed psychic gifts, and decided to dedicate my life to pursue my purpose and empower others. I'm hungry to learn even more about the incredible potential of the human mind and spirit. On this podcast, I talk to entrepreneurs, executives, scientists, and leaders to hear their stories of transformation, the science behind them, and what it means for you to unlock your potential in your life and career. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. I'm here with Veronica Owens, co-founder of TIM, which is a web-based digital onboarding system for the entertainment industry. So we'll learn a little bit more about that. On today's episode, we're going to be getting to know Veronica a little bit more about what she does and kind of her background um, from a spiritual perspective as well. And we'll also be doing a mini intuitive reading for her today. So super excited for that. And that's going to be in the later portion of today's show. So Veronica, welcome to All Possibilities. So glad you're here. Thanks very much. I'm glad to be here. So why don't we start by getting to know you? Um, tell us about what you do and what Tim is. Sure. Um, so I worked in film production for the past five years or so, um, and myself and a coworker of mine realized how inefficient and wasteful a lot of the processes processes on set are. Um, so. We decided you can complain about a problem or you can solve it. So we thought, let's risk everything and try to solve it. Um, that was about a year ago, and we did a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign, um, hit our goal, found an incredible programmer, and started building out something um, in its simplest form to explain it for people outside the industry. Uh, freelancers, when they're hired by a production, generally have to fill out 20 to 40 pages, let's say, of start work. Sometimes it's 100 pages, um, a lot like doctor's forms when you go into the office. Um, and that takes, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour of that crew member's workday. So rather than doing this and filling out the same information over and over, we created a system where every crew member has a profile and any production can create a production. You invite a crew member, their forms appear completely filled out. They click sign and submit. They can submit this in like with just a few clicks. Um, we recently just wrapped on an Amazon original movie where we onboarded 540 crew members digitally. Uh, which is incredible because that was like 21,000 sheets of paper, um, which is equivalent to like, you know, three trees. Uh, and if you think about how much film production there is in the United States alone, it really makes you feel like you can make a difference, you know. Um, so, you know, start work's just the beginning, but it's exciting. It's starting to take off. And I think it's just a shift in people's mindset of how things are currently done and believing and accepting that they can be done differently and still have reverence for the industry standards. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't even think about the impact that has, but yes, definitely on, on saving time, saving the planet and, um, and all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. so how did you come up with the idea? Were you thinking of other ideas? Like how did you, how did you hone in on this one? Sure. So, um, as my partner, Mike and I like to say, it isn't our idea. It is everyone's idea. Everyone who works in film knows that this is a problem. It's not like we discovered this hidden under a rock and found had some secret map, you know. <laughs> um, it's, you know, my theory is that freelancers work long days, you know, 12 to 16 hour days. You move from one production to the next. It's not like working for an organization where everybody works together and thinks, what can we solve? How can we make things more efficient? It's more like, okay. I got home, I did my job, or I finished this gig, on to the next one. Um, so nobody really feels that it's their responsibility to fix the problem because there's no overarching system. 
you know, um, it's just all of us going in day in, day out. And we really move to one job or the next based on reputation and our work ethic. And you're exhausted at the end of the day, you know, um, it's not really your problem to fix it. So I think that's part of why the inefficiency does exist. Um, and no one thinks it's their problem. So nobody fixes it. And we just thought, let's try. Um, and so now it's, you know, we, I just actually ran into somebody on the street last night who was like, oh, I had that idea. That was my idea. You know, and it's, it's actually every single person says that. And I'm like, yeah, it's all of our idea. You know, we just decided to try to do something about it. That's fantastic. So I love talking to entrepreneurs because I find that creating something from scratch can be one of the most challenging and rewarding processes. And I see I see entrepreneurship as a soul incubator. So I'm curious to know, how has being an entrepreneur in this way, coming up with this idea and, and kind of bringing it out into the world to really impact people's lives, how has that been a soul incubator for you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> in lots of ways, I think. Um, you know, it's when you first get into something like this, it is a very weird feeling and responsibility to know that you are carrying the stream essentially in the vision of your own mind. You know, um, it, it stops being real anytime you're not working towards it. It truly can stop existing at any moment. Um, and that is exciting and also terrifying and empowering. Um, and it makes you realize as you go through this process, I think that anything is real if you believe in it. You know, I mean, you can really create and accomplish or rather really just create any version of your life, the journey, you know, the trajectory you decide. Um, and you really have to reach deep down inside yourself sometimes to let go of all of the external things that you thought you defined yourself by, you know, be it an income or it's something on paper that looks good or, um, you know, relationships, every, everything, everything around you can crumble a bit, you know, um, but it's about finding that strength within yourself no matter what around you feels like it's crumbling you know, um, and having faith that if you continue to just find that strength within yourself, everything else will come. And that's something that took a while to get to, but now we're finally, we're, I feel like I'm finally getting there. Yeah. Nice. Can you think back to maybe a pivotal moment when, um, that happened where you, maybe we're in kind of the, the, the point where you're like, I don't know, like I have to, so it's sort of that, I, some people call it the dark night of the soul where you're really <laughs> grappling with the things that you know you need to let go of, but it's just still there. And it's that moment. Sure. Um, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, I will get pretty personal here. Um, so about a month and a half, two months ago, my boyfriend, we broke up. My stepfather passed away the next day. Um, one of our uh, quote unquote competitors um, that we had been talking to in the idealism that we have of if we all work together, we can make something better, right? Um, and they kind of undercut us and uh, in a big way. And um, I found myself in this place where I was moving out of the apartment that I had been living in with very little savings because every single dime has gone towards this business venture. Um, knowing that I couldn't kind of even fall back on going home, you know, um, my mom's now selling her house, uh, and feeling like, what is this all for? You know? Um, and I, ironically, and I, people hate when I say this, at least my business partner does, 
I'm not even like, I don't even like tech that much, you know, like I want to live in a tree and have a garden and, you know, live (laughs) off the land. Um, I really did this just to save trees, um, but, and to help people really, um, you know, when you start to care about people, you want to make their lives easier. Right. Um, but I think I, I, as recent as two months ago, you know, really found myself in this place where I was unsure of my ability to keep going. Is this all worth it? You know, I am 30, you know, I'm not, my business partner is a few years younger. Um, it's all socially constructed timeline anyway, but you start to wonder, you know, am I making the right choices and what am I doing this all for? And it's really easy to convince yourself out of things. And, you know, it's a lot harder to convince yourself into the hard work. Um, and I, went to a lot of different places in my mind. Um, I really reached out to my friends who I feel like I had abandoned for a while because when you get into a business venture, a startup, and at the same time I'd gotten into this relationship, I think I felt that I wasn't investing my time appropriately if I wasn't investing in either this business venture or the relationship because I thought, well, this is my journey. This is where it's going. These are the two pillars that will support the rest of my life as opposed to looking at myself. Um, And it is really easy in any venture, in any career to look outside yourself. And I kind of realized when I lost everything around me that I hadn't been done anything for myself. I hadn't been nourishing my own happiness. You know, um, I read something recently that I really loved, uh, which was, you know, if you put like a tablespoon of water in a glass the water's undrinkable, you know, but if you put a tablespoon of water in the river, the river can still hydrate the village. And we all have to be like the river, right? Especially if you want to have big dreams. Um, and so I started really going back to things that were important to me. Um, I think everybody has different tools that they find for themselves. Um, for me, I really like, um, chanting, you know, I really got into like Nichiren Buddhism with the Soka guy and it's really important to me to wake up every morning and go to bed every night and and remember that all I need is myself and everybody has the power within themselves to create something, you know, to shape their world and their future. Um, and so that helped me. I mean, things like yoga, you know, just really finding and remembering what you love outside of the work because – being in a startup, while it takes a lot of your time and it should, if you want it to work, you need to be able to believe in yourself first, not just believe in the product or believe in the idea or believe in whatever, because anything can change in a moment, but your own strength can't be taken away from you, you know? So yeah, now I feel better than I did two months ago, but we'll see what happens two months (laughs) from now. You know, it's always changing. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you uh-huh. for sharing that. Sure. It's, it's, Sorry, it's, that's kind of long-winded. <laughs> it, it's something that I feel entrepreneurs can really benefit from sharing more because I meet a lot of entrepreneurs who on the outside look incredibly successful. And the beauty of the work that I do is it kind of hits right at the core of it. It's like there's no hiding. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like all the defenses come down and it and it can be very liberating to be seen and understood for everything that has happened and everything that you have learned. Because ultimately, I think no matter what we do, it's about the growth that we have and how can we uh, make choices um, for for everyone's highest good, but also for ourselves to really, you know, care for ourselves. So, so that's really, that's really great. Thank you. So, so you had mentioned some tools and I, I like to call them the inner empowerment toolkit and that whenever, and that, you know, maybe some tools work better in some situations and some tools, um, work better in others. So, so you had mentioned a few things already. So, um, chanting, Buddhism, yoga. So how did you, uh, come to find that or kind of um, you know, develop it in your toolkit Mm -hmm. and what are some stories that you can share about that? Sure. Um, so Nietzsche and Buddhism, um, I had seen honestly a book in the street that said Buddhism, something on it. And then, you know, I'd known, um, 
my stepfather's eldest daughter, um, who seemed to be the only one who didn't really dislike him or have this kind of horrible kind of, uh, just when you're around his kids, sometimes, um, I, I don't know, um, you could feel the resentment. Um, and she's didn't give me that feeling. So, and I'd known that she had gotten into Buddhism a while, you know, earlier in her life. Um, and I admired that, you know, uh, and then randomly my friend came to my place and somebody, his other friend who was there said that he was recently getting into Buddhism and going to these workshops once a week, um, or once a month rather. And, um, I, I think when you're curious about something, you have an opportunity to either see it as a sign or not, you know, and you don't, you, you can just say, oh, coincidence. And that's fine. Um, you can really make anything you want it to be, but I felt like it wasn't something I should ignore. And so I said, okay, let me go to the next one. And then I did. And then, um, that was prior to our Kickstarter campaign. And then I started chanting, you know, we hit our goal. I got everything that I wanted, you know, and I met a guy and of course, you know, you think, okay, I'm chanting. I'm good. I got all the things I need right outside myself. And then I just stopped chanting. I stopped. I mean, I, I was reading maybe a book every two weeks, you know, and because I was investing so much time in both these things, I stopped reading. I was learning guitar. I stopped practicing guitar. You know, um, I think it's really is easy to put your whole self into your work and into a relationship. And I lost all those things. And then I kind of, and, and endorphins, I think yoga running, jumping, dancing, whatever. I think my personal opinion is just, you know, the whole United States isn't depressed. They just don't get enough exercise, you know, endorphins are a drug like anything else. And you mm -hmm. have to force yourself to like the addiction. Um, <laughs> and I'm not great at it either. Um, but I'm trying because I need to, because starting a business is too heavy without it. Um, and it is easy to be hard on yourself and it is easy to get sad. Um, and so, yeah, those inner empowerment tools, um, I'm just kind of discovering how important it is. Uh, and so I think, you know, yoga is just an idea. I was never really into yoga until recently. I think yoga is kind of like hip, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Everybody's into yoga now. Um, but it works and I'm not getting any younger, you know, <laughs> and it makes me feel better because I'm sitting at a laptop all day long. Um, I wish I had kind of better, a better anecdote of, of how to do these things, but I really, I've decided to just start reaching out and, you know, I want to get into dancing with one of the girls at the office here. Um, I just, I think you have to be honest about what you want your life to look like, you know? And right now, like, Mike and I, we're dirt broke. I mean, dirt broke. Like I have sweet potatoes in my backpack to last me through next week and avocados. Um, and, and that's part of it too, you know, eating kind of healthier. Um, I, I don't want to preach to anybody on here, but I just, um, you know, I've watched enough videos and read enough things about eating right, you know, putting the right things in your body. And that's another tool I think. Um, and so, it's, it's just about deciding what you want your life to look like. And even if you don't have the funds or the things around you that you think you need, you set a standard and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Hmm. I think any entrepreneur out there can really take these words of wisdom because it is surprising how easy it is to forget to eat period, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or to forget to eat something that is actually nourishing. And that's something that I struggle with as well. So, so all, I think we're all in this together. And I think the, the beauty of it is that, that your co-founder and the, the people in the office and other, and your friends probably know this about you. And so it's, I, I think ideally if everyone supports each other in this, um, so that we make sure that we're healthy so that we can really bring out the the good that we have to do in our work. So totally support is really important. I think it's really easy not to ask for help or think that you don't need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a great time to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the intuitive reading that I've done for Veronica. And uh, we'll talk more about how that may shape how she views her business and how she views her life. 
We'll be right back. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Do you remember what we used to say about running? Oh, somebody bigger had to chase you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. I'm BJ Smith, and that's exactly how I felt about running most of my life. That was until one fall day in 2011. I was chasing my son in the backyard when... Something had to change. This was the beginning of my journey to becoming a runner. One that would take me from couch to marathon in less than two years. Now I'm setting my sights higher. This is 16 Weeks, a new podcast from Mouth Media Network, following me on my journey to get into shape while keeping up my obligations at work and still being there for my family. And I'm not doing it alone. My name is Keith Smart. I won a silver medal in Beijing. I'm a sport and exercise psychologist at ECU. Coach athletes all over the world. and I'll talk with experts about challenges all runners face, like figuring out how to make time to run, what to eat, and how to train. You got so dehydrated. Your heart rate went up and it felt like you were working so hard. Everything's trainable, whether it's run form, strength. That's all trainable, and so is our thinking. Subscribe now to 16 Weeks on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you find great podcasts. Together, we can do this. Welcome back, everyone, to All Possibilities. I'm here with Veronica talking about her journey as an entrepreneur. And now we're going to switch gears to dive into her mini intuitive reading that I've already done with her. And so I have the reading in my phone. And uh, these are for, for those who are new to listening to this podcast. I do all of my readings beforehand and I would meditate first on your name and email address and then allow words and images to flow through me. And I type everything. I'm fully conscious at my laptop when I do these and the words just come in. So it's kind of it's almost like dictation where the thought forms come in and I just type. So I'm sort of viewing the the words now for the first time, uh, especially given the, the stories that you have just shared with me. So how this will work is that I will read this verbatim to you and just as you're listening, allow yourself to... Um, follow the imagery that comes up because usually there, you know, it comes forth as a metaphor because a picture is worth a thousand words. And then afterwards, I will ask you, how does this resonate, if at all? And what does it bring up for you? So it could be thoughts, it could be memories, stories, feelings, ideas that might pop up. So really see this reading as a platform for sparking discussion. Okay, cool. Great. So um, so everything's written in third person, and every so often there are words that are in all caps. And for, um, for you, I'll use my kind of symbol here um, with my holding my fingers up like this to indicate that they are in all caps. And for the listeners, I'll, I'll do my best to actually say which words are in all caps so that you are aware as well. So um, for the reading that I did today, I asked... What is the highest guidance for her at this time? Meaning, given everything that's going on in your life, what is the one thing that I can share with you that can help you align with who you are on a soul level and to help you move forward in the way that you want to move forward? Okay. So it says in the reading, it is about buckets of water. You saw her balancing two buckets of water, one on each side of a pole, and she carried this on her back. With each step she took, she tried very carefully to balance the pole and the buckets so that the water would not spill. Each step was ginger, and she waited until she felt fully grounded before she took the next step. What this meant 
was that it was painstakingly slow, all caps, for her to move steadily from point A to point B. What trips her up is this slow, steady, and careful, extremely methodical way of approaching things. It is actually based on a fear of missing one drop of water. At her best, she can move swiftly through with the buckets in sync with a kind of flowing, all caps, movement, rocking gently to the left and the right, almost in a circular swinging pattern. She must know that there is going, all caps, to be some water that will slosh over the rim of the bucket, but that's okay, all caps. It is meant to have that buffer amount to allow her to have the swiftness in movement. It is all a dance. And so the image that I got for you is a continuation of this metaphor. You saw her with the two buckets on the pole, and she was walking a wooden log. The narrow surface forced her to actually develop a rhythm. As she swiftly and steadily moved forward, her movements developed a rhythmic sway that matched the circular cycles of the universe. This centrifugal force kept that water in. When she works with, all caps, the universe, she can move swiftly and effectively. So the action step I got for you, so this is something for you to explore, reflect on, journal on. It says to reflect on her life, to see where she feels like she is being too slow and steady, to the point where it is causing her inner angst. Approach it as a dance, where the rhythm, cyclical movements, and gravity will work in her favor. So that's the end of the mini-reading. I love to hear how this resonates, if at all, and what it brings up for you. So thoughts, memories, stories, emotions, ideas, whatever bubbles up. Sure. Um, so first, I am... Um... That's cool. I, um, I, I totally grasp now kind of this process of, you know, you writing this all down before me even speaking and then hearing all this, I think, I don't know. I think if anybody's listening, this is probably what I'm working towards in my life, right? Balance. <laughs> um, so that's, um, really harmonious and really interesting to hear and really reassuring in a lot of ways, because that is what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to find the pace at which, I do anything and also trying to stop being so hard on myself um, as I move forward and as I balance things and treating everything more like a blessing, you know, without sounding too corny or whatever. It's if you decide to do anything, you know, you can turn anything into work. You can turn exercise into work. You can turn work into work, you know, mm -hmm. or what I'm realizing, I can just kind of be more grateful for everything. I have. And every single day I can decide, you know, and that's something I went through, as I mentioned before, two months ago, like, oh, I'm just going to go in and do these wireframes and like, and, <laughs> but I like designing. <laughs> you know, I love designing. And just because it's on a laptop, I don't have to hate it. <laughs> you know, um, Maybe one day I'll get to have my garden or my house or my whatever, you know, but for right now, this is really what I like, you know, and it's about enjoying kind of what you have and moving through it more like a dance, you know, every single day treating those things with less resistance solely because of what weird kind of pedestals you put them on in your mind, you know, um, and, and with the universe thing, um, I went to this this Nietzschean Buddhism thing on this past Sunday. Um, and it was really incredible. It was, um, 50,000, you know, youths have kind of been called upon to like 
to be reached out to for this next in the next two years because the world is going through a really hard time right now. Um, and so it's really about helping younger kids find this inner strength, this and this inner power and realize that it's not about, you know, authoritarianism or what your government tells you, what your parents tell you, what teachers tell you, and not in an anarchist kind of way, but in a really listen to yourselves and and want for yourself the best and want for the person beside you the best. And that's where, you know, kind of world peace comes from, right? If we're all just happy and have enough self-love. Um, and I'm going to get this quote totally wrong, but I remember writing this down, which is just really funny that you kind of just said this. Um, and it was something like, the force that moves the universe is the same force that lives within our own hearts. You know, I do not believe that people are powerless. Um, you can remake the world if you remake yourself. Uh, and that's really what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to do right now, you know, and there's nothing like a startup or a breakup or whatever <laughs> really be reevaluating yourself all the time um but that visual was just really powerful um and i am so scared i mean what do they call it now like right they call it fomo right fear of missing out like you're just so scared that if you do something wrong or if you do make this choice instead of that or whatever but it's kind of um it's this idea of not harking so much on the past and just thinking this moment forward, this moment forward. Um, and I think a lot of the fear that comes is maybe from feeling like you've dropped water or you've messed up or you've lost your balance, but it's not about defining your potential based on the past steps you've taken, missteps or otherwise, because you wouldn't even learn how to gain the balance you have now if you hadn't struggled before, you know? Um, and so I'm coming in this place where I'm just so grateful and I really do want to dance with every everything that I previously saw is weight. I wanted to just be the things I'm choosing to have in my life and stop feeling like anything is weight forced upon me, but rather just move with it. Um, and so that was a really incredible visual and that's really cool. And I think you're really gifted. Um, Thank you. and yeah, and, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's something all of us, you know, need to do not to preach to anybody else. Everybody has their own journey, but I really think it is about this sounds so corny too, but being one with the universe, you know, um, believing that we're all here for a purpose and we all have a reason and, and no, and it's not just, it's not digital onboarding for the film entertainment industry. You know, sure. That's exciting. I'm glad for it. Um, but it's about believing in your ability to spend every day breathing and feeling and being present and honest with yourself about who you are. Um, and that's hard because it is so easy to be distracted and diluted in today's world. Um, and it is so easy to compare and contrast based on things that are just kind of material nonsense, you know? Um, and I'm really excited for this next chapter. I'm already excited today. You know, it's not even just about the future. It's about today. Um, and I think that's what we all have to kind of refine is just being excited about what we have, you know, rather than concentrating on all the things we do. And it's not easy and it is like balancing water and moving at the same time. And that's what a startup feels like for sure. Um, <laughs> but it's, 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 yeah, I, that's really cool. I want to not just be this startup and not just be anything to somebody. I want to be all the things that I am and have that extend into the world. Um, so thank you for sharing that reading. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. all of that. It's very beautiful and very raw. And very appreci <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate that as well. Cool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I know it. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we take a break? We'll come back soon. And when we come back, Veronica and I are going to continue talking about the reading. And um, I'll share some thoughts as well. 
and we'll just continue to see how this can really impact how she views her life starting today. We'll be right back. If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network, a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle. Because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers, and ecosystems, we offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle. Reach out to the Mouth Media team now at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Let's explore how we can collaborate and make Mouth Media Network a meaningful resource to share your message and grow your business. Again, that's podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. We're back with Veronica, and we had just shared the mini reading, and there's a little bit more that I'd like to talk about. So um, going back to the image of balancing the water, what, what I noticed was there's this kind of intense focus on how much water was there like whether a drop of it had fallen out. And so what be, because of that, the steps that you were taking were very methodical, very steady, and kind of waiting until you were grounded, which, which I think, you know, a rational mind might think that that's, that's kind of a good way to approach it, right? <laughs> and yeah. to be slow and steady and to, to kind of take that time. Um, Tell us about how that might manifest in your day-to-day, whether in your business or in your life. Like, what does that translate into for you? Sure. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't really, I think I didn't really let myself explore that before. Um, So, I mean, first, a little bit of background. I, you know, um, long story short was, you know, pre-professional in philosophy at Notre Dame and was thinking to go to med school and um, and kind of left that whole route after investing a lot of time in it. And, you know, my mom came here to this country with $100 in her pocket, made something of herself, always told me I could be president, which in my mind translated to doctor or lawyer, you know. And you end up um, – and it's, it's, it's not just first-generation kids, you know, but you end up really wanting to – and also valuing yourself by how much can I satisfy the dream of my parent? you know, um, and you start to think that that's happiness, right? And how much can I satisfy the dreams of others? And what am I doing right? How, what does my life look like on paper? How am I measuring up to this standard that's kind of been preset for me before I was even born? Um, and so that's something that I've been pulling away from since I left that path. You know, I, I quite literally kind of left my whole life, moved to Spain, couch surfed, through Europe with every last time I had for like seven months, um, came home, got into film and got into film, like, you know, sent out 300 messages a day, went to some networking event, you know, I got iron on letters and put them on the back of my shirt, like need a PA question mark. And I thought that was physician's assistant. Somebody told me it was production's assistant. I walked into this bar. I talked to these people. I told them I knew nothing. I got a job in two weeks, started working in film. Um, and, and then of course, as I got into film and thought I wanted the creative thing, it turns out no matter what industry I'm in, inefficiency bothers me more than anything. So, um, here I am. Uh, and you think when you're starting a company, you're going off, you're doing your own dream, you're, it's all for you. It's all for you, but there's still so much of it. You really have to check yourself sometimes. Am I doing this for the idea of being like CEO on paper of some company? Am I doing this for the idea of being a leader? Do I want people to see me a certain way? Do I want to fulfill some kind of ideation of what I thought I wanted, or is this something I really want? Right. And you kind of get so busy and you struggle so much that you don't really ask yourself those questions until you're in it. Um, and, and you start going through these motions of believing, okay, I'm co-founding a company. It's starting to happen. It's, you know, a year and a half in, and I'm starting to, when people ask me, what do I do? I answer this way. Okay. So it's, it's real. Um, and, 
you know, you, you get into relationships, you have your apartment, you do these things and it's all kind of, who am I on paper? Am I doing it all right? You know, and that question happens all the time. And I have for the past year been so concerned with doing this right, this business venture, a relationship, my life, you know, um, and you forget so easily, at least I do, that it's not about making other people happy because you end up again, like, you know, that saturated glass, you know, if you don't nourish your own happiness, you have nothing left to give. And it sounds so simple, but it's so easy to forget. And I have spent the past year, I mean, struggling because I didn't really think what about this makes me happy, not successful, not good as a adult, uh, as a 30 year old, not, um, okay. in everybody's eyes, you know, or on Facebook with happy pictures or, I mean, phew, social media, my gosh, uh, <laughs> however many happy pictures I had of my life. It's like last year was hard and I will tell you social media made it look happy. <laughs> um, and I mean, I was crying a lot, you know, um, and in New York, you live in 400 square foot apartments and the only door is the door to the bathroom. So, I mean, I was closing the door to the bathroom and sitting in the bathroom crying because <laughs> there's the only door between me and my boyfriend in the apartment. Um, so that was sad. <laughs> Those moments were sad and they happened a lot. Um, and that became like my crying chair, you know, um, and I think it is. It is so easy to lie to yourself, um, and I don't want to anymore. And I think step one is when you find a negative thought in your own mind, you catch it and you say, I'm changing the subject, and I'm letting go, and I'm not – I'm going to walk forward, you know, to kind of go back to the image. I'm going to walk forward without focusing on the drop and – I'm going to just focus on the journey, you know, my journey, my steps, how this feels as opposed to, oh my gosh, is anybody watching? Can they see all the water I'm dropping? Mm -hmm. Oh no. You know, it's like, nobody's even looking. Everybody's the protagonist in their own story, you know? And mm -hmm. it's just, uh, I want to yeah, bring please it back go ahead. to the, yeah. the reading where it yeah. says that she must know that there is going to be some water that will slosh over the rim of the bucket, but that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In caps. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that it's sort of meant, it was like the way of sort of the way of the universe <laughs> that when you fill the bucket, it's meant, it's meant to have some <laughs> go over. Yeah. And then that's the buffer that allows her to have the swiftness and movement. It is all a dance. So, I want to then shift gears to talk about the the second image, which is of you. I think there's significance in the fact that you're walking with the two buckets along a wooden log because it's almost like the constraints are there. <laughs> and because the constraints are there, it forces you. Ideally, it forces you to realize that you can't possibly keep all the water <laughs> in the buckets but you don't know that until you learn yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can't possibly you can really guilt yourself for a it's while really not about the buckets <laughs> or about the water yeah it's about the rhythm and working with the universe as you move through and it kind of mentions the the movement of the the kind of the swaying of you walking with the buckets and the buckets are actually swaying also totally and that it is that force that keeps the water in ironically yeah letting go of control mm -hmm. you know it's um that's something that I'm really um exploring now and it's just easier <laughs> is um stop to stop trying to control everything you know and make everything perfect and accepting that no matter what I do no matter what I do no matter how hard I try it could all just turn out terrible anyway. So I might as well just really 
It's not Enjoy the, the motion. Water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and the water gonna hold the fall out. It's really yeah. not about the water. Yeah, yeah, and I I like that buffer too. I mean, I was just on the phone with my aunt last night and telling her how grateful I am that everything happened that happened these past two months. You know, that kind of valley because you don't get the chance to really reassess. You know, if we had gotten funding, secured funding like three months ago, and I was rolling in it, you know that that would. And I really genuinely say this and I feel like people would listen to this and be like, no, you still would have wanted the money. I'm like, no, I am so grateful that it's, it's taken this much time so that I can be this much more grateful for it now. And so that I really had this chance to reevaluate why am I in this? It shouldn't actually be about the money. It should be about solving a problem. It should be about doing what you care about. It should be about finding satisfaction and fulfillment in every day. Um, and I'm not saying I'm there yet, uh, but I'm definitely more grateful than I was for the everyday and for the opportunities that everyday holds and yeah, not controlling. That's hard. <laughs> Good luck to myself and everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I would recommend kind of reflecting on the reading when you're at home and using these images as a tool, another kind of yeah. tool in your inner empowerment toolkit, because a lot of it is this state of being. And when you feel like you are moving in a way that actually works with the universe, that the, everyone's actually helping you, it's in your favor, as opposed to everyone's out to get you and you're, <laughs> you're the only one trying to figure out how, yeah. to, how to keep this water in the bucket. Yeah. When you shift from that to, to this type of mentality and really a state of being, you will find that everything moves faster. And, and it's that swiftness and movement, swiftness in this beautiful dance that I think you and really all of us can really benefit from exploring. Yeah. Like believing in your own power to just do it. Yeah. If I believe I can make it, I'll stop struggling so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'd like to give you an opportunity to share with the audience something that you really care about. Maybe it's um, a word of advice. Maybe it's a cause that you really stand for. Um, how can people connect with you and how can people learn more about you? Um, sure. Okay. I feel like I've shared a bunch, <laughs> but I definitely, things that are important to me. I mean, I you know, I don't like to quote unquote sell things. I just kind of believe in things. Right. And I think, um, it is important in today's day and age to find a tool that works for you. You know, for me, it's chanting and nature and Buddhism. Um, I think people think, Oh, that feels culty and religious or something. It's none of those things. You know, um, it's really cool to find like-minded people, uh, in a setting that are searching for things. I think also actually maybe the most important thing I would say is Stop accepting less. If it doesn't feel good, if your life doesn't feel good, <laughs> don't just let time keep taking more of it away, you know? Um, and that's part of why I'm here today too. I mean, this is eye-opening and educating and it's important for all of us to keep learning and asking and not being afraid to ask because it is the scariest thing to maybe look around you and say, wow none of this that I base my life on is something I really, really care about or feel filled by. Um, and you know, and it's not, it's not like, Oh, you get to draw and paint and be a hippie dancing in the woods all day, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but there is certainly balance to be found. Um, and I'm obviously struggling with it too, <laughs> based on my image, but trying, I think, um, yeah, uh, Believe in your own power, not to change the world, but to just change yourself. You know, and thank you for inspiring me to have that kind of power to believe in myself, to, you know, because that's what all of us have to do. All of us are walking down a log with heavy buckets of water over our shoulders and just trying to make it forward every day, you know. And if we just accept that it's actually hard, I think being kinder to ourselves is part of that accepting that it's hard and moving forward. Um, I, um, yeah, I think, I think find something, find something that works for you, find a tool. I, um, and then I have to say this because it recently came into my world. And if I'm sharing things with the world, um, there's this guy, Gary, Ugh, I wish I knew his last name, but he's kind of like a, 
an animal rights activist and I recently saw one of his videos and again, I don't like to sell things, but it changed my world about what I put in my body. And I think your body is all you have to be in this world with. And it's important to be conscious of what you give it. And there's a lot of really sad things happening in the world to animals and animals aren't necessarily a species like lower than ourselves. They're living things too. And so I think it's important to care about yourself and care about every living thing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. How, so how can people connect with you? Um, sure. Yeah. So my Instagram, <laughs> this was created when I um, got back from Europe. It is a very corny uh, passion fuels greatness, all written out. <laughs> and I really believe it. And I think that's what it is, right? It's about finding your fuel. Um, so yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram, passion fuels greatness. Um, shoot me a message, share funny things. I like inspiring things and I like open minds and questioning and anybody who wants to learn with me because we're all learning. I would love to learn with you. Thank you so much, Veronica, for sharing your journey with us your stories. It's been really inspiring and um, definitely for myself as an entrepreneur as well and just hopefully for all of our listeners out there. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Come and join us on the next episode and until then, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.